It is a proud country and it will never be occupied by any nation on the planet, that's for sure, because Afghan people are very strong people. It's not because I'm Afghan, but I see the qualities in Afghans. They have resilience, they have strength, and uh, we will fight. That's Lita Mangal, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm Kara Duffy, a business coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you live your most extraordinary life by showing you anything is possible. People who have mastered freedom, ease, and success, who are living their best and most ridiculous lives and are making the biggest impact are often people you've never heard of until now. Every woman has a story deeper than you know. Today's guest, Lita Mangal, is a fashion designer based in Sydney, Australia using her talents and business to preserve Afghan historical clothing, merge it with modern fashion, and empower women in her home country with jobs they enjoy and are proud of. Her resiliency and courage developed in war-torn Afghanistan complements her joy of color, self-expression, and honoring each person and each tradition. Get ready to be inspired and remember what goodness is all about. Welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Let's jump right in and tell everyone who you are, where you are in the world, and what you're up to. Uh, My name is Lida. I'm uh, originally from Afghanistan. I live in uh, Sydney, Australia. I'm a fashion designer and... uh, living with my three boys and husband and enjoy my life called winter in Sydney, Australia. When did you move to Sydney? Uh, I moved in 2005. I got a scholarship from University of Sydney to do my master's. And I came in 2005 and uh, I finished my degree in 2007. And since then, I live in Australia. And how are you liking it? I love it. Australia is a multicultural country. It's a fair country. It's, uh, and uh, what I really believe, uh, Australia believe, and uh, we have shared values. And uh, uh, it's a beautiful country on the planet. I love Australia. Yeah. Well, and um, of course, Afghanistan has been on everyone's minds, especially in the past year. Um, though it has been for 20 years at a global level with everything that's been going on. um, How have the the wars in Afghanistan impacted you and your family? And and how has it been watching that the past couple of years from Australia? As you mentioned, uh, being Afghan and living overseas, uh, it has its own impact on uh, on me, obviously on uh, every individual who are uh, from Western country like Afghanistan. Uh, watching my country uh, from the past 20 years was uh, both uh, positive and negative. Positive side was after collapse of Taliban, uh, women were enabled to uh, progress to be uh, in the cabinet, in the parliament, and in the public and private sector mm-hmm. and have leadership positions. 
And in addition to that, we had lots of universities, uh, private schools for both genders, uh, male and female. So Afghanistan was really progressing. Again, after occupation of Taliban in August, uh, it really uh, made everyone shocked and uh, traumatized. I really felt very upset, uh, shocked, because once again, I uh, feel and believe that uh, Afghanistan will be going through a very dark uh, history and era, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that we are witnessing. Today, women are uh, paralyzed. Uh, they are not on the face of public. Um, every single basic rights of human rights is uh, snatched from them, sneezed and oppressed, like education, employment, wearing colorful uh, or their choice of uh, clothing. Uh, so it's it's uh, absolutely, especially in current uh, technology or internet era, it's way uh, hard to believe that uh, uh, some population like Afghanistan, especially women, are living in such a uh, horrible uh, condition uh, in terms of poverty, um, eco- collapse of economy. So there's no opportunities at all for women now currently in Afghanistan. It makes me heartbroken, feel very upset. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and your love for as- Afghanistan is part of the fashion that you create. So let's explain that to everyone. Uh, fashion is in my blood. Uh, look, uh, Afghanistan, Afghan women are very fashionable. They believe in colors. It, it's from generations to us. Um, I'm designing vintage Afghan uh, contemporary and traditional designs. And uh, if you look at each and every garment, there's details, there's a history, there's a stories behind. And what really made me uh, amazed and believe in Afghan women is the talent and skills they have. It's mm-hmm. passing from generation to generation without going to a faculty to any fashion uh, designing course, uh, they know which colors to combine with which colors and how to play with uh, different laces, beads and colors. And uh, that's something that I'm proud of. And uh, the reason I start um, uh, this uh, fashion, again, it was uh, when the Taliban started uh, stopping Afghan women from wearing colorful designs, especially my vintage uh, heritage uh, garments mm-hmm. and uh, it is in a way my uh, uh, fight against this uh, stereotype uh, uh, behavior or slogan and uh, the positive side is that now women are working for me I have 15 employees who are making these garments and send it through to Australia and I love when Australians and multicultural women wear my garments, my uh, jackets, or anything Mm -hmm. from gun fashion. Uh, Mm -hmm. The credit is going back to my country, to those women who are putting everything together and making those designs for me. And also, uh, it gives me the positive vision of my country, that my country once uh, was a very progressive country. We had kingdom, we had queen. And it is a proud country and it will never be occupied by any nation on the planet. That's for sure, because 
Afghan people are very strong people. It's not because I'm Afghan, but I see that qualities in Afghans and they do not surrender, surrender easily. They have resilience, they have strength, and uh, we will fight. Well, and for everyone who's listening, not watching this episode, um, you have an amazing statement necklace on. But the necklace is from Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and it's uh, called Waziri. It's the vintage. Uh, now, see, this is such a beautiful, beautifully designed, mm-hmm. and it's uh, beautiful, yes. And, uh, yeah, so that's a beautiful country i have to tell you but unfortunately going through thin and thick but uh, hopefully one day we will experience peace solidarity and stability in that country how how is it having workers in afghanistan right now is it is it challenging to be able to work with them and get you know the exports that you need or is it pretty smooth uh, at this moment it's challenging it's not easy because uh, uh, unfortunately, the border between Afghanistan and Pakistan is uh, uh, shut. It depends on uh, the products that uh, Pakistan allow to go uh, to Pakistan and come back to Afghanistan. Governments uh, is something that is uh, really difficult. And uh, it goes through east of Afghanistan, my governments, when they mm-hmm. are made to east of Afghanistan, from Kandahar and Chaman to Quetta and from Quetta to Karachi and from Karachi to Peshawar and then they exported to me to uh, Sydney, Australia. It's costly, mm-hmm. but because I have a, a cause and uh, I, I'm happy to uh, uh, continue and uh, uh, support uh, disadvantaged women in my mm-hmm. country in this time. What type of an impact does it make for these women that they get to be employed by you? They're very happy. Uh, I individually talked with them. And uh, recently I had a, a fashion show. Um, uh, Gone Fashion was uh, asked to showcase uh, its designs. And uh, when I was posting the videos on uh, Instagram and social media, uh, those women were uh, crying from happiness. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we are so proud of you. Thank you so much for this all. And uh, they really uh, feel uh, satisfied, happy, because they see that their work is valued, their being is valued, and they are a beneficial part of the society. So that's what I want to give them, that yes, believe in yourself, your way valuable, and uh, your being is a mass in our society. Without you, we cannot be doing anything, because we as women and men together are a mass to each other. We complement each other. We complete each other. So, yes, they're very proud. And I'm proud having them and working with them. Yeah, as you should be. You know, that, that leads me directly to wonder, you know, did you always want to work in fashion design? Was this always a dream of yours? Or how did you end up as a designer? From very childhood, I have six sisters and two brothers from one parent's very big family and my both parents are very well educated and my mom used to make our dresses at home and she used to take us to uh, shops in order to choose our own garments color and design and since then I started designing my own uh, dresses and also my sisters 
And uh, in addition to that, I was working with one of the not-for-profit organizations where we had some income generation projects and I had a bunch of women working under uh, my leadership and uh, they were making these garments, uh, shawls, uh, mm-hmm. scarves, and uh, I was giving them designs and most of them were going for black and white colors. And one day I asked them, why are you choosing of making black and white colors? And they were saying like, because, you know, we don't want to be obvious and standing outside um, and uh, we will be attractive to men. And I said, no, don't worry about that. You need to satisfy your own, uh, uh, how to tell you, that uh, emotional or uh, that feelings that you have, you know, because you have to have connection with whatever you wear that must satisfy yourself. And that's for you, not for outsiders. And yes, outsiders like colorful, like I like, you like. But uh, since then, I started believing that, no, we have to be uh, colorful. And uh, we have is the stereotype that color is for each and every human being. It's not only for certain uh, people that they live uh, abroad or for uh, only one gender. No. And uh, I try to bring varieties of colors and varieties in fashion. And uh, since then, I, it was in my mind that I will be when they become a fashion designer. What a great story. I mean, I, I love your passion for color and how it's so tied to self-expression. And um, a, a client of mine does energy styling and really talks about how each color represents something. So how do you use it to express yourself and align yourself with that, the energy of that color? Um, What's do you have a favorite color that you love to wear and you love to incorporate in your designs? I love red and green colors. These two colors are my favorite. And I love each and every colors because when you combine, it gives you a very beautiful combination. And as you mentioned, it gives you energy, positive energy and confidence. So yes, colors are beautiful. Look at our nature. It's beautiful, colorful. It's not black and white. Because black and white gives you boring, you know, like it depends <laughs> on the uh, atmosphere. And uh, uh, so colors are uh, for us, for humans to enjoy. I love that idea that colors are for us to enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even when you walk into a grocery store and you see all the produce and how much color, like to your point, there's so much color in nature, so much in the food we eat, the flowers, the, you know, all, all of the organic materials on the earth are so colorful. And I come from a background of, you know, working in skateboarding at one point and everyone wore black all the time. And I'm still guilty of having to remember to bring color back (laughs) into my life. Um, but it does, it can, it can change a complete mood and bring so much joy. You know, I don't think that many people have ever seen some of the traditional vintage uh, Afghani styles in fashion. Where's a place that people can, you know, see it and like really appreciate it? Like, is there a great book you recommend or a website? Of course they can see things on your website, but where's a great place for people to go to see the vastness of all of the styles? Uh, of course, there's uh, different uh, social media platforms today. Mm-hmm. It's not only non fashion that mm-hmm. I represent. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have that uh, 
like one uh, concrete platform that uh, we will be uh, approaching and getting ideas and stuff. And unfortunately, nobody uh, uh, still date has got any book published on this. And I have a plan that uh, one day I will be uh, publishing a book about uh, this mm -hmm. and giving each and every uh, uh, ethnicity uh, government a, a history because behind mm -hmm. each uh, garment or piece of uh, traditional design from different ethnicity, there is a story behind. And uh, I know it's, uh, it's uh, mainly from nomad coaches it came back uh, 5,000 years ago, and then it spread all over. We have got beautiful garments from South, North, East, West, Central mm -hmm. Afghanistan, and each and every part of Afghanistan is beautiful, handmade, and has got its own unique uh, touch. Uh, but if somebody is really want to know about Afghan vintage designs, they can Google vintage Afghan vintage designs. They can get lots of mm -hmm. pages, that they can have a look and uh, yeah, they can purchase easily nowadays because now I'm very happy that uh, like me, there are other strong women who uh, try their best to keep their heritage and promote their uh, culture. Yeah, especially when it is so deep and vast and, and rich, like it's it's so fun to, to learn about that and to be able to share it with other people. Um, and I do, it's, it's really interesting to me that the more that you go back into traditional clothing, there are huge periods in, in almost every culture of great color and use of it. Yes, you feel special, proud, and uh, beyond the moon. Uh, yes. You know, I, uh, when I was showcasing uh, Afghan uh, traditional designs and contemporary designs in Lakme Australian fashion show uh, two weeks ago, when the girls went to the runway, there was so much noise, cheers for the girls. And after that, believe me, there were so many women and men came to me, even men. These <laughs> designs are so beautiful, it's so colorful. Mm -hmm. uh, and I agree with you because each and every culture has got their own unique piece, their unique traditional designs that you just connect with it. Like when I see, Afghan traditional designs, it connects me to my grandmothers, you know, like, yeah. oh, my grandmothers used to make this and wear this. And I have one dress, it's almost 70 years old. And mm. the, uh, my business um, partner told me, wow. like, I'm 70 years old, this dress was with me, passed from generations, but I'm wow. not sure what is that. And it's such a heavy dress and all handmade. Mm. There's no piece of machine work in it, but very beautiful, colorful, different combination of colors. And today we are copying that, that uh, yeah. design in different styles and, and think like, wow, this is, this is really amazing because this is called talent. It's God-given talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always impressed when you find handmade garments that you can't tell what's the inside versus the outside. Like it's so neat on the parts that normally people are like, oh, we are, no one's going to look. So it's okay if it's messy, but they're so neat often that you could wear something inside out and it would be just as beautiful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
You know, when you go back to eight-year-old you, would she have ever imagined living in Australia and having this life that you have today? No, no. Because uh, unfortunately, Afghanistan was never peaceful since my birth. And I remember when I was eight years old, I was playing outside, but I was still hearing the noise of bullets, rockets, shoots, and it was not, yes. But I was always dreaming for peace from very early childhood, that one day I have a peaceful country and we live in a peace with all that facilities that other countries mm -hmm. have, because our brought up childhood is completely different to today's generation. Mm -hmm. And I used to play with uh, clay. I used to play in mud, and I used to make toys, handmade toys, with, mm -hmm. with support of my mom, and I, I enjoyed that. But yes, what was missing in my childhood was peace and security. And is it amazing to you how different it is for your kids in Sydney? Absolutely. When I see my lifestyle with my children, uh, we cannot even compare. Like, I remember when I was going to school, my mom would be giving me a piece of bread to have in my recess. Mm -hmm. But today, for my children, we have so many vegetables, fruits, and sandwiches. Uh, milk, juice, in order to be uh, happy and enjoy the recess and have energy to play. But my childhood was different, but we were much more stronger and clever and happy and thankful, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where do you think your resiliency comes from? Uh, I think it's because I grew up in a very difficult uh, and uh, uh, not easy environment. Mm -hmm. From very early childhood, I was a breadwinner for my family. Really? How, yes. how so? Uh, my dad, my dad, um, as I said to you, we have uh, I have six sisters, two brothers, and my sisters are older than me, and my brother's younger. So in order to survive in Afghanistan, you have to have males, especially boys, because they are the ones that they go outside in the society, they do the shopping, they, the, any difficult job is done by boys. Mm -hmm. But my dad, because I was a strong uh, girl by that time, and he was always dressing me like a boy, and he was asking me, you're my son. So I was uh, going to grocery shopping and I once remember it was very difficult winter and uh, it was uh, during the war, uh, people were struggling. There was extreme poverty and we used to go to bakery shop and there was a huge line. Early morning, five o'clock, my dad would be asking me to go and stand in that line and get bread and come back. And I had to dress like a boy uh, boy boots and uh, jacket and I would be standing in the line with men to get the bread and come back uh, and uh, yes and sometimes I would be selling the uh, what to tell you the uh, 
recycle cartons, mm -hmm. bottles and stuff like that to make some money in order to get some groceries for uh, uh, my family because we, uh, my dad and mom, they used to work, but it was difficult uh, mm -hmm. in that certain time. It was not always, but just was once. And uh, I think that was the experience that I gained. And uh, apart from that, I don't know, maybe it's inside me. Uh, I'm born like that. Uh, uh, maybe that's uh, also the case. And of course, the brought up environment and uh, learning, getting experience and how you uh, change that experience into uh, opportunities into trends that's up to human beings, I believe. So each and every human beings have that strength, but we have to find it out. When you were dressing as a boy to do errands and help your dad and make money, like did did that feel like you had this cool secret or this cool access that your other sisters didn't have? Or like how did it occur to you in the moment? Like was it a was it a game you were playing to see how long people wouldn't know you were a girl? Because it's, it was a shame for a girl mm -hmm. to go and stand among a bunch of men and get mm -hmm. bread or any other type of groceries. And uh, I didn't want to uh, show to outsiders that I'm a girl, I'm bullied and harassed by others. In a way, mm -hmm. I was protecting myself. It yeah. sometimes bothers me because... Uh, why I'm a woman, I'm a girl, I'm a proud, I should be proud of myself because <clears throat> it was not something bad that I was doing. It was something that I have to be and I had to be proud of. But then when I compare the society, then I say that was the only option that I had. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I can imagine that it, it gave you a, a different view on the world because you got to stand in that line. Absolutely. And my sisters couldn't. Once my sister came with me and she stopped crying. She's older than me. And she said to me, you're very strong. And she came and she was crying to my dad and mom, please don't send my sister anymore because I can't take it. It's a very, it was a really difficult moment once I experienced because we were in the line and there was a big fight among men. And one of the uh, men brought a snake. There was a live snake and he just dropped the snake to make others care and yeah. he goes first the bread. And now I see myself such a strong kid being yeah. eight years old. I was not scared at all. And I was standing in my line. I didn't even move. <laughs> snake, I would be terrified. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know. I was really strong uh, uh, kid. And, uh, but I was uh, proud that I'm helping my dad. Yes. Yeah. That was that I wanted, but they didn't force me. But I, as a child, uh, didn't want my dad to go and stand in that line because, again, it was a reputation. My mm -hmm. dad was an army officer, and I didn't want him to be standing and feeling embarrassed or something like that. Yeah. You're a good daughter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, when you think of the words powerful and ladies, what do they mean to you separately? And what does powerful ladies combined mean to you? Uh, powerful ladies. 
they have to, first of all, they have to believe in themselves. I believe each and every one of us can be powerful if we believe in ourselves, if we uh, think that, yes, we can do it. I'm not saying that we will not be having failure. We will not be crying. We will not be going through uh, stress and uh, uh, difficult challenges. But the way you cope with the challenges and get the positive result and make a difference in someone's life, that's to me being a powerful woman. It's a definition of a powerful woman is to give something that somebody believes that, yes, I can do that. Yes, I'm exactly a human being like her. If she can, I can. I know we have different capacities, different abilities. But according to our capacities, we can. Like now in Afghanistan, to me, those women who stand firm and they fight for their freedom, to me, they are the most powerful women Mm -hmm. on the planet. Because to me, it shows that, yes, they stand for generations. They stand for the values. They stand because they think, they believe, not think, they believe that we are equal human beings as men. Mm -hmm. Of course, biologically, they are different. But mind and soul, we are the same. And value. Yes. Yep. Yes. So the main thing is believing in yourself, uh, stick to your values, objectives, and make a change, a positive change. Even if it's small change, that's something that I will be calling a powerful uh, person in the society. I'm reading a book right now about uh, called How to Be a Good Ancestor. And it talks about how a lot of the countries today are so focused on right now and we're not looking at, as you mentioned, what are we doing for the next generations and how are we making choices to care, not just for ourselves right now, but, you know, five generations out, 10 generations out, a hundred years out. And as you mentioned, those women who are fighting for generations right now and being so courageous and you know, even selfless, if the rest of us could take one pinch of that into our everyday lives, you know, it's, it reminds me that there's so much more power, um, that we have within us that we are not using on a regular basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. As you mentioned, everyone's journey is different. Uh, being an Afghan going through so much, my journey was completely different. And, uh, Learning from my experience and giving back, that's something that I believe uh, is the positive outcome going through so much. And always, always uh, something that I really appreciate is education, that my parents believed in us. And he, my dad, let us go overseas and get educations from that backward country. He never stood back and said no because one day I will be ashamed but he's Mm -hmm. a proud dad and he gave us that uh, strength that no you can do it as my boys you have equal opportunities go and find and achieve your dreams and that's what I will be passing to my next generations boys or girls or anybody that believe in yourself and the key is education fight for Mm -hmm. education because through education through pain you can achieve and you can win it's so important i mean the the not beyond the the education and the and the learning and the tools you can find for yourself 
I love reading and it gives me so much hope, right? To be able to escape to another time or country or experience. It be just the being able to read and know how to learn and know how to educate yourself uh, as well. It's like, I, I, I can't imagine living a life where that's not an option. And we have to remember how many people don't have that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so obviously the past couple of years have been crazy between the pandemic and different conflicts and wars and economy shifts and, you know, the fires in Australia, like there's just been so much. How do you, how do you stay optimistic and focused on your business and continue to push forward? You know, we and our culture and uh, we have a saying, have hope, everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. But this hope is energy, gives you positive energy because life is unpredictable, you know, and have your mission, objectives and be hopeful. Yes, pandemic was very difficult around the world. And then I was thinking of my designs. Mm -hmm. I was the colors. I was just uh, watching different uh, YouTube uh, channels, other designs, and keeping myself occupied and busy. And uh, and during that time, I also asked for a few designs to to make. And then, because of the borders and this all travel restrictions, uh, they were waiting. But at least I was trying to do something. I was not giving up. And in addition to that, because I'm a mother of three children, three boys, so there was all schools from home. So I was occupied with my boys as well. And as you mentioned, I was reading and writing. Sometimes I do write uh, some quotes and small, small uh, passages or uh, lines about different things. And uh, also praying, you know, I'm a spiritual human being too. Like I connect mm-hmm. to God in a different way. When I see uh, this beautiful sky, beautiful nature, I think of the owner of, the creator of that. If mm-hmm. I see a beautiful woman or a handsome man, I think of the creator of that. Yeah. So this all gives me positive energy and being mm-hmm. supportive and giving, like I was making some uh, videos uh, going on on uh, online social media give some positive vibes to other people my uh, family and friends that uh, we have to be uh, strong this time will pass and everything will be normal yeah you know none of us get here on our own who have been some people who have been made huge impacts in your journey and how you got to where you are today uh, my parents yeah. and myself, yes. Uh, I believe I have the most strongest parents on the planet. Being a father of seven daughters or seven girls is not easy in Afghanistan. <laughs> oh. Not easy anywhere. <laughs> no, no, because you're on constant threat mm-hmm. from outside, from family. And he, two things I learned from my dad. He said, never give up, learn, seek education, whenever you are, and then never be ashamed of your gender. Yeah, which is such a huge 
topic today, right? There's so many people ashamed about themselves for something. You know, there's so much negative self-talk. There's so much thinking that we're not important and we're not needed. And I think that's complete baloney. I think you do as well. Um, You know, what, what do you tell your boys so that they know how valuable and important they are? Uh, I always teach them and uh, inspire them or empower them that each and every one of you are unique, Mm -hmm. very handsome. And the most important thing for me is how you treat another human beings Mm -hmm. and be very kind and humble because today you're in the stage that you can support other needy children. Sometimes I play the documentaries of Afghanistan, those children who are breadwinners, who are working on the streets, who polish the shoes of other um, people on the street in order to find income and support their family. And I tell my kids, you have no difference with these. You are the same human being like these boys, but you're fortunate because you're in a very good country. This opportunity is given to you. Use it properly. Do something for those children around the world. There are so many children in Syria, Africa, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iran, around the world, even in developed countries that you you can help and support. And uh, yes, that's my teaching and that's my belief uh, that uh, we human beings must support and uh, uh, help each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have such a beautiful message between, you know, the valuing yourself and being proud and embracing your creativity and your colors and what it means to pay it forward. I heard, you know, it was a great quote about freedom. And we had our Juneteenth celebration here in the US this week, which is when the final slaves were freed. And there's a great quote about freedom that to be free truly means to help someone else be free as well. And, you know, I've been challenged about why I have a podcast called Powerful Ladies. And from a Western perspective, it it seems like things are progressing. Um, And the truth is the rest of the world, we're not on the same page. And there's so many um, women's stories who need to be heard like yours, um, you know, from the resiliency to how you're empowering other women in your home country and the light that you're bringing them. You know, when, when you look at what's next for your business and for you, what are you excited about? Uh, I really want my business progress. Um, and, uh, as you mentioned that so many cultures don't know about Afghan culture. And I want to make it well-known to others and accessible to others because it's beautiful. And it's from a country that today needs the most. And we support women, Afghan women around the world with their businesses. Indeed, we are supporting that poor country. And I am, uh, again, I cannot predict because future is difficult for us to predict. Uh, mm-hmm. especially in current uh, time. But I always think positive and I'm always in the moment. When I get my uh, stock, I'm just making plan. Okay, 
let's do modeling, photo shoot, uh, some uh, dolls and things like that. And that makes me keep running and hopeful for the future. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, in the long run, yes, what I did is more fashion shows, uh, more exposure to different countries mm -hmm. and uh, allowing and giving that opportunity to other nationalities to wear Afghan traditional designs in order to support freedom of choice for Afghan women. Well, and as you mentioned as well, like there's so there's almost like a PR campaign, right, that Afghanistan needs of the vision that much of the world has been given recently of what Afghanistan is versus all that it has been. And to remind people, as you said, that this is a, a beautiful country with so many amazing people and traditions and, and value to give to the rest of the world more than they think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We, we ask everyone on the podcast where they put themselves in the powerful lady scale. Um, zero would be average everyday human and 10 would be the most powerful lady you could imagine. Where would you put yourself on that scale today and on an average day? Uh, look, as I said, everyone's uh, story and everyone's experience is different, but because I am from Afghanistan, and today it's not only me. I represent those women who are voiceless, who are disadvantaged in Afghanistan, and I gave 10 out of 10. Love it. Love it. Um, when you're not empowering women and working on your designs, what are you doing for fun? I'm not a really good cook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very, I, I love gardening. I love gardening. I love decoration. So uh, sometimes I do painting. It's just uh, a hobby. Uh, my husband is really a very good cook, so he always allows me not to cook, which is very positive. But there is, I do uh, cleaning, uh, washing, and uh, going outside with my children. Uh, love to go to cafe and enjoy morning tea, breakfast, love coffee. Mm -hmm. Yes. And have you found a really uh, great community for yourself and friends in Sydney? Yes, Afghan community is fantastic, very supportive, and I'm really proud of each and every one of them because they, each and every one of those uh, women are doing something for the community, for the diverse community. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love each and every community being Indian, Indians, Sri Lankans, Australians, uh, amazing. Women are amazing. Uh, I have yeah. to admit that we are very strong and uh, way of thinking of women is completely different. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Powerful Ladies community is, is global and powerful. And I'm a big believer that there's someone out there holding the next key that you need on your journey. What is something that you need that perhaps this community can provide for you? Uh, I think, first of all, I'm very fortunate and uh, blessed to be part of this powerful uh, women's community that I'm today stepping in. And I want continuation and I want continued support, uh, give and take, because we as women, your journey, your experience and knowledge mm -hmm. is different, mine is different. 
And together we can make a difference. Together we can make change. And I believe that being in the U.S. and today we connect Australia with the U.S. and two different uh, women from completely different background, but we have a lot of things in common. Yeah. And that is something that you cannot find it. It's unique. Mm-hmm. And let's continue that. Let's spread that and bring more women, more, more strong women, and make it huge. And hopefully one day we will have a face-to-face conference or yeah. dialogue or something like that, that we can really bring cheers on the faces yeah. of those that really need our support and yeah. solidarity. I love that. Well, it has been such a pleasure to meet you today and to get to share your story. I cannot wait to hear the feedback from everyone listening, but thank you so much for being a yes to me, to the powerful ladies, and to all the women that you are empowering, supporting, and cheering on along the way. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you, and I wish you all very best and Uh, I wish each and every woman shine like you today and stand in the position that I, you, and somebody else say I'm proud of her. All the links to connect with, support, and follow Lita and her company Gone Fashion are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review. It helps us connect with more amazing listeners like you. Come join us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, you can find me on Instagram at Kara underscore Duffy or at karaduffy.com. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode and a new amazing guest. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life Go be awesome and up to something you love.